Welcome to the Embrace Her Legacy podcast, the number one personal development classroom for millennial women, hosted by Embrace Her Legacy founder, Maria I. Melendez. Ladies, get ready to be enlightened and inspired to master your relationship with yourself so you can live out your legacy unapologetically. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. And don't forget to visit us at EmbraceHerLegacy.com, where you can make a donation to support our mission, or you can also join the Legacy Society, our online community dedicated to your personal development and designed to help you become a poised and fierce woman who embraces her legacy at embraceherlegacy.com slash the legacy society. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Embrace Her Legacy podcast, the number one personal development and dream birthing classroom for fabulous millennial women. I am Maria Melendez, your wonderful host and founder and CEO of Embrace Her Legacy. And today we are going to start a special series, and I have someone so, so, so dope on the line. Like, she's literally been one of my girl crushes for a long time. I'm always crushing on her on Instagram. She's always doing amazing things. She's been an Embrace Her Legacy supporter since, like, the beginning. Um, I love her so much, and I'm just so honored to have her. She is a motivational speaker. She is the vision board queen. If you don't know, now you know. She's a life coach. She's spoken as TEDx. She is an author. She is an entrepreneur. She has an incredible story, and I just am so excited to welcome Miss Lucinda Claus to the podcast. How are you, Lucinda? Oh, I'm good. Cue <laughs> 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 like, <Yes>. the noise. Ah. <laughs> um, so excited to have you. So I know everything about you. I know, like, you know, I know we have been in this mind and woman empowerment work together for a few years now. But for those of us or those who are listening who may not be familiar with you and your work, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So um, my name, of course, is Lucinda Cross, and I work with women. There's two sides. Um, the for-profit side, we work with women in sharing their message and creating a way to uh, create products and services that can expand and, and support the communities in which we live, work, and serve. So just brand expansion. Um, the nonprofit side works with reentry women who are coming home um, or have been home and have a hard time transitioning, and so we help them with soft skills and just getting back to that womanhood again. And so my work is based on service and purpose and, you know, just digging deep and helping women celebrate that deep side. Got it. So what's the name of the nonprofit for those who may not be familiar? Yes. So the for-profit is Activate Worldwide. The nonprofit is Activate Your Life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you mentioned that Activate Your Life is about bringing women, re-entry, um, for women who have been formerly uh, incarcerated, and you have this, increase, this amazing story um, that has a similar past, and you went from there to now having been featured in Essence, Black Enterprise, Dr. Oz, BET, Everywhere, Bravo, New York One, and you're a highly sought-after speaker and a highly sought-after host. <laughs> Can you tell us how did you, a little bit about the story of how you got from where you were to where you are today? 
Sure, and I call I call this woman the the invisible woman. I was this invisible woman, the one who went to prison. Um, any woman who falls in the, under the invisible woman is a woman who's gone through a pivotal moment in life and felt as if they didn't, you know, it didn't matter. Like society just hangs it up on you. So for me, went to uh, I went to prison at a young young age in my my teen years, and that was the pivotal moment for the for the work that I'm doing now. And just serving time in federal prison taught me so uh, so many lessons, of course, but it brought me back to the importance of community when it comes to women. Um, before mm-hmm. going inside, you know, I was the type of girl that would say, you know, I don't deal with women. You know, they're too catty. They're too fussy. They're too jealous. And so I had so many hang-ups and just being connected to women that I didn't realize that I was missing out on such a major part of growing and learning. And, you know, prison taught me that. It taught me the power of community. It taught me about understanding and having empathy and sympathy for women and even understanding who I am as a woman, as a young woman at that. I was 18 at that time. So even as a young woman growing up uh, to learn, you know, just the dynamics of who I am, you know. And so um, I was raised by an amazing mother, I had my household was full of boys, so you know it was like the the prison for me was like womanhood training camp. <laughs> you know, this is, <laughs> we have emotions, we have feelings, we have frustrations, we have losses, we have stories, and when we take a second to pull back, we'll realize how uh, unified we are as one um, when we pull back some of these layers. And so it was in that unfortunate and hopeless place that I found some direction. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, I think I've heard you say this before, and correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't it in prison that you started your work with the vision board? Absolutely. So the vision board process started, my mother is a psychology major, uh, double Mm -hmm. master's, like she loves psychology. So our life was all about psychology. What colors do you feel? What sounds do you feel? Why do you see the color black with yellow? You know, everything was analyzed, but she always taught us, even though, you know, we, I was raised in, in Gun Hill Projects in the Bronx, you know, New York City mm-hmm. housing. And so she said she always wanted us to dream beyond the wall, dream beyond where we were living. And so we would create these vision boards of not only who do you see yourself when you get older, but you know, what do you want to do? How can you dream beyond where we're at? And so I took those lessons and started to implement them right there on the compound in, in federal prison. Wow. 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 So, so, so inspirational. Now, I want to know, like, as far as coming from, you know, having those challenges now that to where you are today, was there ever a voice? Like I, like I like to call the inner saboteur, that would try to make you feel inferior because of your past or would try to tell you that it's not possible because you're from Gun Hill and all those challenges that you face coming up? Absolutely. There were so many just – there were so many obstacles that I placed on myself, but, you know, being in that environment, you hear people telling you, you know, authorities even coming home into the halfway house – um, your so-called counselor saying, you know, there's not much left for you to do. You have a colorful background. When you have a colorful mm-hmm. background, you're limited on your options. And so basically it was, you know, either try to get some food stamps and get a low-paying job or just stay out of prison. 
you know, and so it was that kind of mentality. But for me, the only way that I knew to beat the odds was going back to school and getting mm-hmm. myself okay. uh, back into college where I left off. I said if I try to pick up the pieces of where I left off, I can I can beat these odds and these statistics of going back to prison. The, the, the recidivism rate is extremely high. Women coming in and out women is higher than men coming in and out of prison. Believe it or not. And so really, yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, women go oh. back and forth because of relationships, because of who they know. Um, they're constantly get, getting caught up in you know being loyal to all the wrong people. You know and. Mm. and it, it it comes to a fault where they even risk right. you know their 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 motherhood their family you know and and their futures. Wow! Can you explain what recidivism is for those who may not be familiar with that term? Yes. Yeah, so re- recidivism, <laughs> big word. I know. I know. You you, I, you rec- taught me that word. <laughs> recidivism is is the is the tendency for. Uh, someone who committed a crime to reoffend, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so it's when they say, "Okay, the recidivism rate is high." That means that there's um, offenders who are reoffending over and over again, committing crimes and uh, you know multiple crimes, um, and so to reduce that recidivism rate is um, important. And it starts with education. It starts with confidence building. It starts with you know the the support. You know, all 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 someone who has been in that situation needs is someone who believes in them to help them at least make one small success happen for their life. You know, you automatically feel counted out and as a failure. And so you just Mm -hmm. need someone to to just believe in you enough, someone who's not willing to give up on you, to just help you reach one small success. And uh, it'll help reduce that that rate of reoffending because now you don't go Mm -hmm. back to what you used to do. Right, right, which makes which makes total sense. So um, you come out and then you go back to school. What gave you confidence? And like, how did like how did you say, all right, I'm going to do this? I, you know, there's nothing stopping me because you have such a ferocious energy about you that you're like, come hell or high water, I'm going to get it done. That's one thing I know about you. So where mm-hmm. did like all of that come? And then how did you go from going back to school to then getting into coaching and speaking? So the the energy comes from, and I'm sorry if you hear the background noise, but the energy just comes from the drive to, the drive to, the hunger to, to keep pushing forward. I enjoy mm-hmm. small successes. And, and I... And well, I can I, you say that I, again? I enjoy... <laughs> I enjoy success. Oh, can you expound upon that? Because I feel like a lot of us don't. Yes. So I come from an overachieving type of family, the mentality, although it's Mm. it's odd, although you can be, you know, low income trying to make it, but when you're still highly educated, you still carry a certain level of knowledge. And so I come from a family of overachievers where enough is never enough. And so for Mm. me, I cherish those small successes. If I decided, you know, when I decided to write my book, I would celebrate the fact that I wrote the first chapter. I would celebrate the fact that I came up with the title. You know, I would celebrate the fact that the book cover is, is, is in, in works. And so I celebrated these small successes because it held me accountable to see it through. 
I was a great starter and a horrible finisher. And the only way that I can change and shift that was by celebrating my small successes, these small wins. And then, you know, going to, all right, all right, God, what's next? You know, I'm ready for what's next. This is great. Let's, let's keep playing ball. And so, you know, it's, that, that to me is important. Because uh, mm. when you don't have any cheerleaders on your back corner or you don't have the support team or, you know, at that time there was no fans and likes and followers on, on my right. time growing up as an entrepreneur. You know, we, had, we didn't have Snap and, and Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. to the capacity that it is now. It was more about connection and meeting people face-to-face. I started my business in 2006, and to answer your question, it was, me linking up with a mentor and following through with my mentor and, you know, just following through not only the things that he guided me to do, but the things that I saw him do. So I said, wow, mm. he's doing this. Let me, let me try this out. Let me, let me push forward and, and, and work this out for myself as well, you know. And so I was learning by watching. I was learning by listening. But I also executed and uh, it, it, it just having that mentor opened up doors to say, I said, wow, people are getting paid to talk to other people about business? <laughs> <laughs> like, really? Because I was in college. When I graduated, I graduated in business and, and a major in marketing. I loved marketing. So I was like, wait a minute. I don't have to sit behind someone's desk for hours coming mm-hmm. up with these marketing plans. I, there's entrepreneurs who will pay me. To, to help mm-hmm. them put together a strategy, get out of here. And then when I found out how much he was making, you know, he was like, okay, can you take these checks to the bank? And I'm like, take these. this is from when you were at, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute. They just paid you to speak to them? Get out mm-hmm. of here. And so I said, wait a minute, mm-hmm. teach me the way. <laughs> and, um, and so he, he was like, yeah, you know, because I was doing the work. But even within my college, I was doing the work even there, you know, bringing authors in and different speakers. But I didn't, I didn't know these people actually were getting paid to do this stuff. So it was refreshing to know um, that I could use my gifts, talents, skills, and abilities and still be compensated for it. Mm-hmm. That is so it's like it's refreshing to know that people get paid to do this, right? And I deal with that all the time. People are like, people pay you to see? I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> like, yes, there's a point coming in. So I want to talk to you about, like, those early days because I feel like we live, you said something so pertinent. You said, you know, there wasn't Snap, there wasn't Facebook, there wasn't IG back in those days, and now those things exist. And there's all this, like, I guess not, not just comparison, but, Everyone talks about the great parts of entrepreneurship, but no one talks about the struggles, especially at the beginning, the challenges, the, oh, my gosh, you know, I fell down, now i got to get back up again. What challenges did you experience as at the beginning of your journey as an entrepreneur, and what gave you the courage to continue moving forward? I the the challenge that I had was trusting my own ability to perform. So Ooh, I would okay. feel, you know, I what I didn't I wasn't a full believer in my awesomeness. I wasn't, you know, and so it was constantly criticizing me criticizing myself and then hiding and being comfortable with being the best kept secret because I didn't feel like you know, if I felt almost guilty that people were paying me for something that they seen in me but I didn't see in myself. 
I started to, because of that, I would water down my prices. And so, you know, my mentor said, a package like this, this is worth like $5,000. By the time I get on the phone with the person, it was like I'm talking myself down to literally $250 because, wow. it, you know, if they say, well, this is great, this is a great package, is it a payment plan, you know, it's my first time, I'm like, well, you know what, we can – we can work this out for 2500 And they're like, okay, great. So what's the payment plan? When do we start? Can you give me how the, the breakdown? And I'm like, you know what? We can, you know, we can do a 1000 Oh, my God, that's awesome. You know what? I'll, since this is a pilot, let's just do 250 You know, and so the person wasn't asking for the discount. I mm-hmm. was discounting myself because I didn't really understand what I was sitting on. And mm-hmm. I, didn't, I wasn't really a believer and confident in my ability to perform as a coach. And um, at that time I was doing a lot of marketing uh, support. And, and I just I knew that I could pull results, but I just wasn't – it was just too much. It was too much for me to, to understand that I was, I was getting uh, compensated for something mm. that I was doing so easily and could do so easily, but I was just making the whole process um, complicated, and it, you know, it led me to the point where, you know, and when I did decide to get my confidence level up and start working my working my mojo, because my my mentor was like, wait a minute, what are you? Why are you still struggling? You know how many clients mm-hmm. you done cleaned up this month, this whole quarter? You know, let's let's go through your quarter and let's talk about the clients, let's talk about the services, because he wanted me to get out of trading dollars for hours, and. Um, wow. But I was so used to the, the, the corporate mindset that I was like, well, you know, you work this hour, you get paid this hour. And so I was so used to that exchange that I really didn't understand <laughs> how this entrepreneurial thing works. Like you can get rich mm-hmm. in a day, literally, you know. But um, right. when I did get confident enough, it also brought on some frustration because now I'm coming from a place of trying to get a client so that I could survive day to day versus mm-hmm. – you know, being in a position that would have had my business skyrocketing. And I was like, no, mm-hmm. I need this client because my car will get towed to next month. Right, you know, right. So that I can pay my light bill. I need this client because I need to pay for my kids' private school. You know, so it was those mm-hmm. kind of – I went from being in a position of abundance and because I didn't respect and understand that. See, money loves speed and success you know, love to have a direction. And when we don't have direction for success, then we find ourselves scrounging. I found myself scrounging and scrambling with the leftovers. And because of that, they put me right in that position in my business. It was like almost instantly of being in a survival mode. Mm -hmm. Do you think being in survival mode pushed you? To like now you're like well I have to be confident now like you know what I mean you think that it, was to push okay it did it did after it put me in a position of competition so you know from survival mode you go into I went into what's out there working so now I'm no longer looking at my awesomeness I'm looking outside to try to find what what I'm not doing when here's the thing I had all the right tools I had all the right gifts I had. I had the, the the blueprint to my own success, but now because I'm in survival mode, I'm looking outward and saying, what are they doing? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to add that. 
maybe I need to be called back. Maybe, and so that competition mode, oh, gosh, mm-hmm. it just brought out a whole different animal. But <laughs> after a while, I got into being and embracing my own self again, um, mm. thanks to having mentors, thanks to being around a positive circles and networks, and, and just I had to shut down. There was a time where I just had to shut my business down because I didn't know who I was. I wasn't sure on what really? I was doing. Because, yeah, I was, because now I'm like, all right, you were great at marketing. You're great at helping people promote themselves and, and put themselves out there, although I wasn't into PR. But now you're grabbing all of these other titles because you think it looks good from other entrepreneurs that you're running into. And so now I lost my full identity, and I said, I don't even know what I'm doing. Time to shut down. And I shut down, and I said, I'm going to come back stronger than ever. And that's where Activate was born. Oh, okay. That okay. That makes sense. All right. So you shut it down. Now, when you hit the shut down or the pause button, because you knew that you were like gonna, you were gonna press right. play again. You were gonna come back. You know what I mean? And make it happen. Did you feel defeated in that moment? I felt relieved I, because I was. Wow. I felt like I was a oh, uh, an employee in my own business, and it was. I was stressed out. It's, I felt relieved. Mm. I felt relieved just to put everything down and not be called anything. I didn't want to be called coach. I didn't want to be a speaker. I didn't want, at this time, I didn't have my first book open. So it was just like, I, I just felt relieved because I was like, I'm lost right now and, and totally confused on what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think that's a good lesson for, like, entrepreneurs and everyone out there that sometimes you do have to hit that pause button. You know what I mean? Sometimes Mm -hmm. you do have to Mm -hmm. stop and figure it out and be okay with it. Because I feel like nowadays if you keep – it's almost like you're so scared to, quote, unquote, fail, and you feel like you got to keep up this – you know what I mean? you got to keep it up. Mm -hmm. you you know, you got to keep going. And it's like, no, actually I'm going to hit this pause button, and I like you Mm -hmm. said, come back better than ever. Now, you talk about your first book. Was like, What was the inspiration for your first book, um, I guess? And, and was that something that you were in the back of your mind thinking, well, I'm doing marketing, coaching, and consulting, but one day I'm going to be author? Was your book just something that just was like, okay, it just came out of nowhere? Like, how did you get to start writing? So I remember my mentor always talking about on the stage he would talk to and say, you know, Everyone in the world needs a book. And I would watch these clients pay him all these buku bucks, and they just would never listen to his lessons. And I said, I'm going to follow through. He said, you need a book. Mm-hmm. There's a list of things that he would He said every entrepreneur needs to have, and at the top of that list was to become an author and create a how-to book or an information book. And so that's how I said, you know, what is my, what is my frustration? What is my struggle? What is it that I wish I had as a new entrepreneur even now? And it was – guidance and mentors from women. I heard from a man's perspective for years, but I wanted to hear from women. What, how are they balancing it with family um, finances? How, how are they work, making this thing work? And so I went out there and I interviewed close to 300 different women, and I picked, I believe it was 12 women out of that, and I took their – it wasn't as if I wanted to know about their business. I just wanted to know tips from women entrepreneurs, mom entrepreneurs, what would you tell someone who's starting up step by step? And I took those stories, compiled them, 
this is before compilation books were in anthologies was really known like that, and I put them all in this book, and I said, I'm going to call it something crazy, Corporate Mom Dropout. Wow. And I was like, this is grammatically incorrect, but it just makes <laughs> sense. It's, I'm a corporate mom dropout. Like a college dropout, mm-hmm. I'm a corporate mom dropout, and here's the tools on how to trade your, you know, your, it was tra- trading in your, your, something for your lifestyle, but it was talking about just how do you start this business, and it was a mentorship, mentor book for moms who are entrepreneurs and women who are entrepreneurs, and that book fed me so much, and just hearing those stories, the, the book that I had written, which, you know, that shifted me in my business period. That's when mm-hmm. the game changed. 2009, oh, I was a beast, and I haven't stopped since. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ten years later, right? Ten years, you still you still out here being a beast. Now, <laughs> let's 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 fast forward. Now, you have also been the recipient of a lifetime achievement award from former but my forever president Barack Obama. Yes. Please tell me and tell us all about that experience. How did it feel getting that award? Oh, my gosh. So, one, unfortunately, I wasn't there for the ceremony. I was out of the country, which was mm-hmm. crazy because, you know, I was trying to catch a plane, boat, a motorboat, Anything, whatever. walk, Anything train. To get back. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it just wasn't, I was, it wasn't, wasn't happening. But when I heard that I was going to receive it, it was um, in an email, and I was like, wait a minute, it was someone from his administration that had met me and was in a room, like you never know who's in the room. Same thing at your event. You never know mm-hmm. who's in the room listening mm-hmm. and watching. And so they did their due diligence and, you know, recommended me for this award, sent it up to the higher-ups in the White House. And um, that next email I received that I, yeah, I would be receiving a, a Lifetime Achievement Award. I was like, what? <laughs> No, and so when I came back, when I came back from out of the country um, in the mail, and I did a whole YouTube video on it, I I opened up that sealed envelope, and I seen the president, the presidential pin. You get a pin mm-hmm. and the award and the personalized signed letter. I I was a nut. I lost it. it, it <laughs> of course, I'm looking at yeah. it now. I'm like, who? Come on, a girl from prison from the project. Right. Come mm-hmm. on, like it, to me, you, to a presidential award, unbelievable, unbelievable. Right, right, unbelievable. Like, and what, like, what, what advice would you feel? Would you give to another? Maybe it's a girl right now who's growing up in a project and has big dreams, and she feels like she's limited by her circumstances. Or maybe there's a woman who just came out of prison and she feels like she's limited by her circumstances. What words of encouragement would you give to them? If you feel limited by your circumstances, you know, change that. You know, you have to change that first by making a decision to do something different, do something radical, do something that you're not going to care, you know, about what anyone else is thinking, and and change that. Of course, I would say start and create a vision board. It's it's something in just cutting and pasting and going back to that childlike mentality that opens up your creativity. So I would say sit back and, and tap into your creativity of what is it that you want, not what someone else thinks that you, you need or you should do, but what is it that you want. And um, start from there. 
you shouldn't limit yourself. You know, my circumstances was worse than this. I have this saying, your floor is someone else's ceiling. So meaning that what you think is just you, you're down and out and at rock bottom. To someone else, they're looking at your circumstances and saying, wow, if I only had just even that level, I would be right. able to store. And when we look at that, it's like, why not go for it? You know, why not try it out? You know, what you mm-hmm. think is just so – there's things that I thought was oh so bad, but then I heard other stories. You know, I'm thinking, well, you know, prison for me was, oh, my God, this was the worst thing, but mm-hmm. how about the uh, exonerated five? So now I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. well, what am I mm-hmm. complaining about? You mm-hmm. know, I, I did the crime. You know, so it, it, your floor is someone else's feeling. So that means that be grateful for where you're at right now, even if you don't even understand it, and find the strength to do something different and radical um, to give yourself a boost of motivation. Don't wait for anyone else. You'll never have enough money. You'll never have the right time. You'll never even have the right support to get started. It's all on you. And um, start that vision board. Right. And I'm so glad that you mentioned the vision board because that is my next question. So you were on the show Queen Boss on BET, mm-hmm. and you were literally selling your vision board kits, which led you to making your first million selling those vision board kits. I thought mm-hmm. that was such – that was just so creative because oftentimes we know about vision boards, but I never heard about a vision board kit. Can you tell us about the kit? Um, how did you come up with the idea, and if someone wanted to buy one, are they still available on sale? Yes, so we had them, we had, were selling them on Walmart. They now are on Amazon, um, Active mm-hmm. Vision Board Kit. But um, the kit came about because people were asking, you know, well, what do I, what do I get? You know, what do I put in my vision? You know, how do I begin this process? And I'm from from hearing it over and over again and giving a list. Some people are not going to go to the store and get it. And the beauty Mm -hmm. of this day and age, people are lazy. And so, (laughs) Mm -hmm. or or they just, they just want it simple and fast. And so they're like, can you just send me all the materials? And when someone said, just send me all the materials and and invoice me. And I said, send you the materials. She said, yeah, just send, send me the materials, make me like five of them for me and my family. And, you know, I, whatever it is, I'll give you like $500. It's like, what? So, gosh, okay. <laughs> then birth the, the vision board kit, and I said, okay, we this this right here is going to, you know, I'm going to, anytime someone asks me about vision boards, I'm going to tell them, pick up my kit, which includes my mm-hmm. book, the materials you need, some templates, how to get started, and some direction. And people really wanted more of the direction, the book, and the templates than anything else. They love the glitter, mm-hmm. the glue sticks, and all that other stuff, but the, the direction um, is where the value is at. And so that's how the, the kit was born. Birthed. And I tell you, there is a fortune in frustration. So when someone has a frustration and you Ooh, are so able to good. provide a solution, yeah, and you're able to provide a solution to that frustration, you could be sitting on millions of dollars. Mm, that is so good. There is fortune in frustration. If that's not tweetable, yeah, I better tweet it and, and tag Lucinda on that. Like, that is so, so good. Like, re- really, really good. So I want to know, like, you have now, you have this contract with Nike now, right? I want to, we want to know all about it. <laughs> like, tell us more. How do we support it? Like, do we buy some Nike? Like, tell us all about it. <laughs> 
So Nike came by the way of vision boards. They actually found me through a hashtag. They found me through a hashtag. They, the, the marketing director, real talk, the marketing director was looking at a hashtag, and they found the hashtag vision board. And from vision board, they went to vision board queen. And you are the vision board queen. <laughs> yep. And so from there they went to Vision Board, um, Vision Board Queen, and mm-hmm. um, they found me, and they were like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute." <laughs> There's mm-hmm. a queen of Vision Boards, and so from that, from that, um, from there, it was uh, it was the marketing director. She said, "We have an event, and we want you to be a part of the event." And I did the event, went out to Compton. They were like, "Listen, we have some gear for you." sneakers, clothes. I was like, okay, this is great. And then from there, they were like, we want to continue this relationship. Um, we want you to do this um, at other places. And, you know, they drafted up the contract, what it would look like. You'll be under contract for a year. These are some of the urban communities that we'll go into and support. And we'll go in and do this goal setting and vision board experience. And I was like, what? <laughs> And she said, "Well, she said, well, we don't, we don't know what we would pay for something like this um, for talent, but um, let me know if this number, if this figure is good, and it's a, it's a number that I figured that I wouldn't even had even thought of for the work that they were asking me to do. So I was like, sure. I mean, yes. I was like, absolutely. So." I was, you know, just 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 to be under contract with them and 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 be of support. It, it, it's amazing. Oh my gosh! Now you just said something, and I think it's important to just hit that about like money and them hitting you with an amount that you were like, I would have never had the courage to. Ask. Oh, you didn't like didn't think that. I know you. I know you have the courage to ask. Cause I know you. And I know you don't play when it comes to the coin, right? But, like, as an entrepreneur, and especially women sometimes, too, sometimes it's hard. You know, I literally I, I, I literally sometimes have to play, like, my Biggie, my J, my Nas just to send an invoice or just to send a proposal because I know that number. I have to, like, pump myself up to say, nah, I'm worth it, I'm worth it, I'm worth it. How did you get to the point of being saying, of constantly saying, no, I am worth this? amount that I'm sending over in my proposal? Um, when I missed out, there was, a, there was a time when I missed out on the whole, on the whole, on the, on the, on the opportunity in my early years as an entrepreneur. And it mm-hmm. was because, you know, I had this perfectionism uh, tendency and stalling on the proposal, and this opportunity came by way of uh, being in a room with my mentor and a million, it was a bunch of millionaires, a couple of, a bunch of them in this mastermind weekend, and they all could bring their mentees and assistants, things like that. And I met this amazing woman. She had an amazing opportunity for me to use my virtual marketing services for her clients. She had clients all over the country. We did the pilot for three months. Long story short, she said, listen, to send me over to a proposal. Let's create a joint venture. I'm going to announce this at my major conference where thousands and thousands of coaches would be. She said, and this will skyrocket. My lowest package at that time from her, because her clients were paying like six figures, was going to be like $10,000 per client. And Mm -hmm. she said, you know, here's 
you know, here's just even a bonus just, you know, just for us even signing on. And I was like, okay. And when it was time for me to submit the proposal, I never did. I went back and forth with the rates. I went back and forth with what I should charge. And by the time I came back to her with the proposal, she said, Lucinda, we had to train a new person on your skill set and your uh, program because you, uh, we didn't hear from you. I don't know what happened, but we had to move on. And I reached out to get the proposal. You never responded. And, it, and I received some messages that I was just, you know, just fearful of even raising the bar and charging my fee mm-hmm. and, um, and, and submitting a proposal. So from that, I just literally missed out on a whole, right, on a whole six-figure deal in my early years as an entrepreneur. This is in the beginning, very, very early beginning. Um, and so from there I said I will never, um, never, never, never like, yeah, never hold myself back from charging what I'm worth. And so one thing my mentor taught me is, you know, I always, you always ask, what budget do you have allocated? He said, if you're scared, you're fearful, you always ask them, what budget do you have allocated? And that's what I did with Nike. I said, well, she said, well, I don't know what to charge, what, you know, what we should pay for something like this. This is the one-time event, but, you know, for the contract, you know, we're trying to put together the figures. I said, well, I'm open to what budget you have allocated based on the talent that you've worked with in the past. And I just shut yeah. up. And mm. she just hit me back. You know, she hit me back with some figures, and I almost threw up. But <laughs> it, it took, you know, it took her and other, <laughs> it took her and other opportunities, you know, other, other clients before her to kind of see the value. And with them just saying yes, it gave me the confidence. And so small successes, the smaller yeses that I would get, right. I would celebrate. And, you know, now even now in talks with TJ Maxx, you know, I'm doing something with them this week, getting ready to go out there today to do something with them. We're working on a project, and they seem like they'll be the next ones up. Look at look at God. Come on, Lucinda. Come on. Like, come on. This is. I told y'all this is why she's one of my girl crushes. I'm always on her Instagram. Like, Lucinda's <laughs> doing it. Like, you are doing it. So, I, I know you have a lot of big things coming up, right? So you have the big act, which is your newest book. You have that. So I guess you can go there. Like, tell us about that and how we can support that book. So the the big ask, um, the book is out. The, the big ask is out um, on mm-hmm. Amazon. So you can definitely go to Amazon and get the big ask uh, by Lucinda Cross. But mm-hmm. most importantly, the conference is coming up September 20th, and you have to be in the room. The space is created to uh, help you get what you came for, results right on the spot, support right on the spot. We're not motivating you. We're not encouraging you. We're not. You just are coming and believing and knowing that what you need is in that room, and we it's so it's you know we haven't we're not announcing the speakers we're not announcing the agenda we want those really who need to be wow. there because we're not even announcing the venue it's in Harlem mm-hmm. everybody will get that information as we get closer um, we'll reveal that but 
we don't want people to show up because it's the speakers. We don't want people to show up because it's the entertainment. We don't want them to show up looking at the agenda. This one is for you. And I want them to see how taking a chance on themselves, how they have, they'll win every time. Well, I am going to be there. And if somebody wanted to buy a ticket and find out, like, how to, how to attend, how do they find out more about it? Sure, they go to the big ask live dot com. The big the big ask live dot com dot com. Mm-hmm. And then if they want a vision board kit, they're going to Amazon as well, right? And they can just get they can just put in vision board kit, we'll send across a vision board kit, activate worldwide. Yeah. Okay, got it. Look at that. So Lucinda's leaving us with all these jewels, all these like Wonderful, wonderful gems. And I'm just going to – I just have two more questions for you. I just want to know for you, what does it mean to be enough? Just knowing that what God has created in you is so unique and special, that's just enough. If you don't mm-hmm. – you know, people think, you know, being, you don't have to have – titles, you don't have to have accolades, you don't have to have degrees, you don't have to know the, the top-notch speakers. All God, and this is the beauty of it, all God is asking is for you to believe in yourself and know that he's created something amazing within you. I think that is enough. No chasing after clout, no chasing after looks, no chasing after, like I said, you know, all of these superficial things. And it's hard to say that when you, have, you live in a world where people, you know, celebrate that. But Mm-hmm. going back to knowing that you're just as great as you are, you know, and, and mm-hmm. just as you came, we came in, we came into this world butt naked with nothing. <laughs> right. And God, and God said, and God said we were amazing. We are, right. we are kings and queens already as we are born. You know, we are the ones who have dominion over all, and that's with nothing. That's butt naked just trying to learn how to breathe and walk and talk. So, you know, mm-hmm. for me, just, enough is just embracing who you are, as you are, flaws and all. That's amazing. Beautiful, beautiful. And my final question for Miss Lucinda Cross, because this is Embrace Her Legacy, if you could use one word to describe the legacy you want to leave, what would it be and why? You said in one word what's the legacy yeah. that I would want to leave. Mm-hmm. For an activated world, <laughs> no, I, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would say um, going back to the tribe, building that tribe yeah. again, um, mm. that, that would be the legacy to create the tribe and, uh, that supports family. That is amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, that is oh. our wonderful interview with Miss Lucinda Cross. She is, again, motivational speaker, founder of Activate Worldwide and Activate Your Life. She's also a coach and author. Please make sure that we support her September 20th in Harlem. We are going to the Big Act Conference. That's the Big Act live.com if you want to get her book and if you want to follow her vision boards you can also follow her at at Lucinda Cross that is at 
Loose in the crowds on Instagram. She's amazing. She's great. You can follow her YouTube channel, Facebook, all of that. I just want to thank you so much, Lucinda, for just just chatting with us for, you know, a couple of minutes and, and blessing us with all your wonderful you. jewels of wisdom. Thank, you know, for when she said no problem. You said fortune and frustration. I said, Well, come yes. on now. <laughs> It was like, I celebrate the small successes. I'm like, well, she's That's ministering right. to me over here now. So <laughs> thank you so much, Lucinda, for having her, for being on, on, on this, like I said, on our podcast today. Uh, we will support you in every way that you, that we can. And, you know, I'm always going to support you. I'm always going to show up wherever I can. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I'm forever grateful for all your support and everything that you've done for us over the years. We love you. Um, so, yeah, everyone, make sure you follow her. Make sure you buy the tickets to the conference and if there are any and um yeah i hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast uh once again my name is maria i'm melendez i'm founder and ceo of embrace her legacy and remember to always be committed to embrace your legacy and if you love our podcast make sure you hit the subscribe button all right and so we'll see each other again Thank you for tuning in to the Embrace Her Legacy podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to subscribe and visit EmbraceHerLegacy.com to make a donation or to join the Legacy Society at EmbraceHerLegacy.com slash The Legacy Society. Our online community where we teach you how to master your relationship with self so that you can live out your legacy unapologetically. Make sure you follow us at Embrace Her Legacy to get daily inspiration and join our movement. Thank you for listening and remember, embrace being enough because you you already are.